0: This Bible study is entitled "Blessed Is He," part of the Revelation of Jesus series. A study of
1: Revelation chapter one. I'm, I'm going to actually start the, the the night with a reading from Isaiah chapter forty-three. And I'm going to just read from verse 10 to 13. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, in order that you may know and believe and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed. There will be none after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and there is no saviour besides me. It is I who have declared and saved And proclaimed and there was no strange God among you so you are my witnesses declares the Lord and I am God even from eternity I am he and there is none who can deliver out of my hand I act and who can reverse it now basically I'm going to uh, do tonight what you would normally do if you had a book I don't know if you read the four words of a, of a book, but I want to do that. Uh, and I've got, I've got an introduction in two parts. The first part is, begins this way. Uh, we journey into the deep things of God when we start studying Revelation. We will, co- we will come across things we don't understand. We will possibly find it hard to grasp, certainly in its fullness, but it will also be an exciting learning of God's great plans. I was amazed at a, a lad chap who was a, a leader in a church. He admitted that he had never read this book since he was a teenager because it was full of what he said were fanciful ideas. And I felt sad because it's so rich, it's so exciting, and it's so wonderful to be on, as it were, the inside track of God's plans. But as we go into the subject, it would be wise for us to consider the role of prophecy now, the work of a prophet was to get a message from God and then tell the people. He was the go-between from God's side to the human side. A priest was the other way around. He brought the individual to God. The prophet takes God to the individual. Um, he was a what we would have called a fourth teller rather than a foreteller although within their ministry they would often talk about the future but for us the reason for us to study prophecy is not for us to tell what's going to happen in the future in detail but as we read in Isaiah 43 but that we might be witnesses that this is the truth that God has already expressed that's the important thing about witnesses
0: there are difficulties
1: Uh, some prophecies have more than one fulfillment we probably come across them as we go through the book but we need to bear that in mind Uh, Therefore, as we approach this study, we must form a strong link to something I learned as a young Christian. We used to go up into a village not far from where we lived, and uh, we would have a young people's Bible study. It was led by an old uh, chap who was a blacksmith in a coal mines. And the simple rule was that we agreed to disagree there was quite a number of people from different backgrounds, uh, church backgrounds, even some Catholics used to come to those studies at times. And so we had to learn to agree to disagree. You won't find any commentator who agrees with every other commentator. They will differ at times. And you'll find out as we get into the next part of the thing. You see, I... I've got two commentaries here one was published in India the other was published in Hong Kong and both take a different line of thinking as they expound in the book of Revelation we will find we'll have differences but we won't fall out over it we will just agree to disagree if we have the love of Christ in our hearts for one another, we shouldn't fall out anyway. But it's important to make that distinction right at the start
0: As I go on to
1: the following uh, introduction, it would become obvious why I would we must be strong on that point We will simply. Tonight, we will simply do an introduction. uh, And this is the first one we'll do introduction to. Then, over the next few weeks, stroke months, uh, I will endeavor to progress us through to the end of chapter five. Chapter five, okay? And then going into the rest of Revelation next autumn and winter there's a there's method in my madness on this is to give us a chance to pause digest what we learn and where there's a practical application start putting it into action in our lives a chance to catch our breath out of all the exciting things and to build up our stamina for the heavy work uh and all that seems strange Saying the heavy work doesn't startle chapter six, but when we get there, you will understand why I say these
0: things. So let's go in. Uh,
1: you're all familiar with the truth that this uh, book, the whole book, the Bible, is God's handiwork,
0: the whole of his revelation
1: from Genesis 1 for Revelation 22, is God at work. But this particular book, the book of Revelation, gives us something about from his thoughts, his characters, his ways, his designs for the world, in the measure that he
0: has thought good to reveal them. In there are heights still unreached and depths still unfathomed.
1: This is how we're going to progress. And it's nowhere is this truth more evident than in the book of Revelation, which is according to the opening verse, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. Therefore, we have a right to expect a great deal from a book that comes as a special revelation of the Almighty. We may justly reason that God should employ at least as much care on this, his spiritual creation, as he has on his physical creation. If you have that expectation, you shall not be disappointed in this series of studies. Indeed, hopefully, it will make you more hungry to learn more. Somebody once uh, talked about this book as the capstone or consummation, the crowning glory of that marvellous work of God, the Holy Bible. Now, remembering my injunction of to difficulty and this is the reason there are four major and probably a number of minor schools of interpretation of this book there's the which means uh, gone before simply that all that is written here has already happened in the past or fulfilled and there are people who actually believe that to be true. Uh, and they would teach that. If you find, get a commentary that they've written, you will find that. There is the historist uh, point of view. This uh, state gives uh, the history of events that have been fulfilled in the church through the Christian era, from John until today. And until the second coming. And this basically, for example, puts all the seven churches as periods of church history. Well, we'll have a look at that and see as we go along. Thirdly, is the spiritual interpretation. Some might call it the idealist interpretation. No specific events but simply principles that are valid throughout the life of the church. A sort of a, a
0: divine pilgrim's progress. And the futurist, <laughs> they're the
1: people who think everything from chapter 4 right to the end of chapter 2 has still to do with the future and not a, a, a practical to us today. However, I'm not quite sure uh, which one of these four that you follow. Or you may be like me, and I find all of them helpful at times. Uh, or you might be, uh, I tend to look at things slightly different uh, uh, as I go along. Now, there are two camps that you've got to be aware of. There's an extreme view. Now, don't get annoyed with me, please. but. This produced what we call the dispensationalist theology: things which have been, things which are, and things that will be. Things which are, chapter one. Sorry, things that have been, chapter one. Things which are, chapters two and three, and chapter uh, will be chapter four onwards. And they, have, they are very strict on this interpretation. Or there's the modern view. Let's just see where it takes us. Let God open our minds. Now, I'm very careful when I say this. I do not say empty our minds. That is uh, Eastern meditation. But what we need to do is open our minds so that God can give us a teachable spirit and learn from these things. And there's a lot to learn from them.
0: It's the book of Revelation. The revelation, the word simply means uh,
1: something that has been concealed and now revealed by the Spirit of God. It's like disclosure of facts. It's like drawing the curtain back so that we can see beyond The curtains. I always, when I think of that, I'm reminded of the church that uh, they built this brand new building and the paint at one, the, the wall at the front of the church, completely white, and then pulled blue curtains across. The idea was that they could show films. But when you drew the curtains back to see, whoever had built it had put a radiator right in the middle of that wall. So they couldn't show films very well. But that's what it means. Drawing back the curtains to reveal what is hidden behind them. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to draw back the curtains because this is what God has given and to see what is there. That would be of spiritual benefit to us. Now, the word revelation is not unknown within the Scriptures. And if you wanted to do it, uh, here's a good study. Study your numbers. Seven plays a very big part in the book of Revelation. But this word revelation actually occurs 12 times. And that, I think, I believe, is meant the uh, fulfillment of uh, divine... Control in the affairs of man Well It's an interesting concept Uh, As we go through I hope and pray That we will give you something That will build you Feed you and develop you And Give you a chance to ask questions Uh, We were always encouraged To ask the questions Um, Unfortunately, we had uh,
0: people who could give us the answers.
1: But why the book of Revelation? That's a very good question to ask, and I'm going to give you seven reasons for studying it. Then I'm going to just comment on one little verse and open up to you for any comments or questions you may like to ask. One of the things about it is that you'll find within this book the, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit as well as the Father and the Son. And you remember, Paul reminds us in 2 uh, Corinthians 3 that the Lord the Spirit, is the Spirit. Well, they are one. They are unique in that. Absolutely amazing. Three in one. And it's important that we Always have that in mind. Now we know that the Spirit of God people wrote the book as the Spirit of God moved them. He was the guiding hand. Now that's important when you turn to John 16, and I think it's around verses 13 and 14. Um, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ tells us what the work of the Spirit is. The work of the Spirit of God is to glorify
0: Christ, not himself, Christ. And that's what this particular book does. 2 Corinthians 3
1: reminds us of the privileges we have under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit indwells every believer. The one who us the men to write the Bible helps us to understand what they wrote. And that's a tremendous privilege. And Paul reminds us in, uh, when he wrote to Timothy, that second letter, that all scripture is inspired and is profitable. Therefore, that's got to be true of the book of Revelation.
0: So, what are the reasons? First,
1: it is an disclosure of the glorious person, the glorious preeminence, and the glorious prevailing of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. Indeed, if I might be allowed to use the phrase, it's the work of the Holy Spirit at his best.
0: In Revelation 1,
1: the second half of the chapter, you get the vision of the glorified Christ and the person who had leaned on the bosom of Jesus in that upper room when he turned and saw the Christ fell at his feet as though dead. Such was the startling magnificence of the vision. We will look at that as we go through uh, a little later. Then Revelation 5. We get the vision. Of the Lamb of God. Who is to be slain for the, th- for the sins of the world. Taking his place. On the throne of God. We'll look again, As I say. We will look at that. In Revelation 5 too. You get that great song. Worthy is the Lamb. He is exalted. Worthy. We used to sing a a, a beautiful hymn there, Thou art the everlasting word, the Father's only Son, God manifestly seen and heard in heaven's only one, Worthy is the Lamb. And it is tremendous. We sometimes get too familiar with the Lord and miss out on the wonder of his majesty and his glory and his beauty and his power. All revealed in this glorious book. Revelation seven, we find the lamb in all his divine eternal provision. Beautiful. And Revelation twenty one and twenty two we get that vision of the Lamb of God in all his glory in the central role in
0: all of eternity.
1: And so when we study this book. And we look into it, it ministers Christ to our souls. And you remember that uh, John 6 talks about him being the bread of life, that which sustains and builds physically. We see in Revelation that which feeds and builds spiritually. Once you get a vision of that glory that is Christ that is revealed there,
0: You're never in doubt
1: again. The second reason is that one of the major themes of the book is the return of Christ. You know, we all profess to believe that Jesus Christ is coming again. The time is uncertain, we know, and that is so that all Christians of all generations will be kept on their toes prepared. But here before, in this tremendous
0: book, is that wonderful truth that
1: one day he will come again. That truth is placed before the believers in almost every New Testament book. A couple of facts and figures, a little fact and figure. The second coming is mentioned 319 times in the New Testament alone. 319. And this truth, grasped, believed, and practiced, stimulates us to live pure lives. 1 John chapter 3. It stimulates us to serve him faithfully. Which verse are
0: you on? Which verse are we on? John three, two and three. That
1: was one. John two and three, and it, it it stimulates us to be ready for that return. Thessalonians, the books you need to read them. The serving faithfully you get in the parables that Jesus told. Let me say, if God has made this blessed truth known. There must be a real spiritual profit in knowing about it and practising the principles involved and enjoying the practical exhortation. It's one of the major themes of the book that Jesus is coming again.
0: The third reason is it brings us face to face with eternity.
1: Therefore, things related to time, which, if we are honest, occupy a great deal of our time and effort, begin to look like petty things,
0: pointless almost. As we would have said,
1: it makes small hills of our unscalable mountains. When we get that picture in our view,
0: it transforms us. Two
1: Peter three ten to eleven. Our position, prosperity, and here we're talking about spiritual prosperity and personal glory, all there for us
0: in that eternal realm. Fourth reason. The judgment
1: of the wicked and the end of the world um, For a lot of years I used to take my car Up to a particular garage to get serviced We became quite friendly with the uh, the man Who was the mechanic uh, he st- We still keep in touch Although he's quite ill and retired uh, And we shared the gospel And he would always go on about All the evil in the world Why doesn't God deal with it? And always I would take him to look at the end of the world. Yeah, but he would say, what about now? And of course, me being me, uh, I said, well, do you know why he's not not, uh, sorting it out now? I said, the reason is he's given reprobates like you a chance to repent. Uh, He took it in the spirit that was intended. But this is the truth. God will bring things to an end where the wicked has reached its lowest point or highest point, depending on your point of view. But when we study the Book of Revelation, we see all the world powers, we see all the world's as richest as people, we see all the world in unbelief, we see all the world with its casual conceit and loveless conceit, and we can see the world. Finished in his persecution, receiving its just reward. There is a debate that goes on sometimes about a Christian's rights and uh, whether it's we have rights or whether it's all our gifts of grace. But there's only one right that the non Christian has,
0: and that's the judgment. And that we see that revealed two or three times. How anybody who is not a Christian can look at that at this and
1: not be terrified, I have no idea. It reemphasizes, of course, two Corinthians six fourteen about being separate from the world, because the world will be judged. Five reason five. This book is rich in promises and incentives to christians to strengthen them to encourage them in life in trial and tribulation and in all circumstances of life and i'm just going to go through a few and i'll come back to some others if if we have time revelation 2 7 it talks about the tree of life if you look at the end of Revelation 22, you find the
0: tree of life. In what we believe, is, part, is the eternal state, and I stress that we believe. Okay. And it speaks
1: of the sum of all blessedness, and that's beautiful. Revelation 2:11. Eternal life becomes a reality. Uh, I hate to be uh, be simple in this but we are not going to have eternal life as Christians we have eternal life Jesus says I give unto my sheep eternal life we see its fruition and the blessings from it Revelation 2.17 to eat of the hidden manna and we, with the psalmist, uh, could say, call it the angels' food, the bread of God. We've just been looking at the feeding of the five thousand uh, yes, last night, and here we have it again. He's the bread of life, the bread of God, the hidden manna. Christ is that hidden manna. As He was the rock in the wilderness, He was the manna in the wilderness, bringing strength and refreshment. There's a strange one. Uh, There's a white stone. (laughs) And that comes out of the uh, high priest's garment, the Urim and Thummim. One was black, one was white. If there was a judgment, the high priest would put his hand in, and if the black one came out, you were condemned. If the white one came out, you were proved innocent. And that we have a white stone tells us that we are in the right place. It's all there. Read it up for yourself. There are many other things. Revelation 2, again, we have authority, a joint to have a uh, reign with Christ jointly. Uh, Revelation 3, to walk in with Christ. Uh, and this lifts it out. We walk with Christ now, but in a more real and wonderful way. I've just put a little phrase against that sweet fellowship. Dressed in white, walking in purity. Revelation 3.12, we will be a a pillar in God's house. In other words, we will have permanent residence. And 3.21, we have a share in the throne. All of these things are discovered in this book. These are the reasons we should be reading it, so we can be strengthened in our spiritual lives, so we can be excited about our spiritual lives and enjoy, I said, our spiritual lives too. Reason six, it it contains spiritual
0: principles valid forever.
1: The law of the harvest. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. But remember, I remember I used to have a garden and I, I wasn't very good. I was way too much of the time during the summer. Uh, but I planted little tiny seeds of carrots, expecting to get nice big ones back. In other words, the seed is small, the fruit is large. And that's the law of the ar- harvest. If you saw faithful service, the rewards are great. If
0: you reject the truth, the punishment is great too. So it's the law of the harvest.
1: Prophecies of God are sure. Some that were made in Genesis are fulfilled in
0: Revelation. Three
1: humility is God's yes. mark of greatness, and I will explain this a little bit more when we come to Revelation five, but simply said that whenever the, the, the person of Christ comes into being as the Lamb of God, the Greeks use a diminutive the little lamb, the little lamb that little. Marks out the humility of Christ. He learned humility by the things that he suffered, the word of God tells us. But in God's eyes, that humility, correct humility, is the mark of real spiritual caliber. Four, suffering for Christ brings great blessing. Uh, it almost seems like a contradiction but it is true five it is good to remember this that God's love is not blind God's love is not blind sometimes people give that impression that God is such a God of love he doesn't see the blemishes but he does and he points them out not in time is a judgment but, in time, there's a corrective. We must remember that God's love is not blind.
0: Reason seven Reason seven to understand revelation,
1: much Bible searching is required. There's four hundred and four verses in the book of Revelation. 275 of them have a reference back to the Old Testament. 50 in the book of Daniel alone. Therefore, much time needed to digest the whole of the Word of
0: God. And therefore, many blessings as we feed. Now,
1: I'm just going to make two comments and then I'll open up for anybody who wants to comment or ask questions. Many blessings? Yes. In verse 3 of chapter 1, and I'll read that. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. If I I've just I've just been blessed because I was reading the word of God. You've just been blessed because you've heard the word of God in Revelation, and you will be blessed if you put these things into action, the things that we've talked about. Now, here's your first piece of homework. I will explain what that word blessed means, and then there are uh, in total seven times. I told you seven plays a big part in Revelation. That word appears seven times. Now the Greek word is "makarios," and I've mentioned this before, and I'll continue to mention it. As Apostle John said, it doesn't uh, distress me, but I can uh, to remind you of these things because sometimes we are forgetful. We normally talk about that word makarios and blessed to be separate from sin it means that but it also means to be different as christians we are makarios we are different to the people of the world and because that is the case we should we are should be true in our actions as well as our words to what is said in this book so i would like you to take the time to read through the book of Revelation before next Wednesday and see if you have found all of the other six and the blessings that are promised by them. That's your homework. Okay? One final thought about this is this. It is the revelation of... Now some some people might translate it the revelation by. But I think it's both is true. God gave it to him, to pass on, so that's the by. But when the more you study that book, the more you realize it is revealing Christ, not as the victim on the cross but in all his resurrected glory. As John mentioned in John's prayer, in chapter 17, glorify thou me with the glory which I had with you before the world began. We see that in Revelation. And that thrills the soul when you get those glimpses.
0: A magnificent book
1: but we need to be committed to a study to get the best.
0: That was Gordon Stoves on behalf of Gospel Outreach International. We hope you have enjoyed this Bible study. And if you'd like to join us for other online Bible studies, then you can find more details at goi.org.uk. You're welcome to share this Bible study with others but please don't modify it without express permission.